0: Gather round creeps, gather round fools, gather round spirits and gather round ghouls. Listen to me, for I have a story of blackening fright and all things gory, of grinning pumpkins and demon cats, of wicked witches and scurrying rats. They've all come together to celebrate and feast. Larry the wolf and Igor the beast. For this is the night when little babies cry and orange mist pours from their eyes. Monster girls and monster men patiently wait for the fun to begin. What do they know that you've never seen? Well, I'll tell you, my friend. A glorious hootnanny called Halloween.
1: one comes from the soundtrack to Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses. It's called Scarecrow Attack. Let it happen. Here we go. Alright, let's get into it, shall we? My name is Brian Oak, the said which is appropriate since it's the Brian Oak Show. <laughs> You can, you can go ahead and leave this up a little yeah, if yeah, you yeah, like. Yeah. I, I love it too much. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's Sean Bernard right there. How are you, Sean? Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Uh, this reminds me of a,
2: my third house that I lived in. My parents had just divorced, and we moved into a priest's house in New Market. What? Overlooking a cemetery.
1: Are you serious? I'm totally serious. That sounds like the premise of a horror movie. I was six
2: years old, and it scared the shit out of what? me. Because the high school kids would go tip over the, the headstones, of which is so shitty. Right. But when you're six, it's zombies, and the world is coming to an end. No, there
1: are skeletons waiting to rise up That's from the ground exactly and find right. you. Yes. Well, today's episode of The Brian Oak Show we're here in the Smart Start MN Studios is going to be pretty much strictly... Halloween music. Um and not pretty much, I guess, actually literally <laughs> strictly Halloween music. It's just me and Sean today, but we want to have you want you to have a little um a little something to chew on, a little something to think about here during Halloween. Now I know it feels very less Halloween after we got what, an inch of snow last night, maybe a little bit more? Yeah, a couple
2: and it's it froze a little bit. So yeah, no. irritating, but no big deal. It'll it'll be melted by the time kids are
1: Tricks or treating, as some people call it. I hope so, because you know what? When you're six years old and you have a great costume and someone makes you put a winter coat over your costume, yeah. we've all been there and fuck Vampire that. Vampire Eskimo. No. <laughs> it's always something like that. That's the name of my new reductive synth side project <laughs> is Vampire Eskimo. Smart Start MN, we are in their studio, and they are the original sponsor of the Brian Oak Show. Smart Start MN is also Minnesota's original ignition interlock company, and that means if you drink and drive, you're going to lose your license, and it's over. Well, it's not over, though, is the thing. That's where they come in for less than you would expect and quicker than you're going to expect. They can get you back on the road. And back to living some semblance of a normal life as you gather up the shattered pieces of what you've destroyed.
2: Exactly right. And I always think about this time of the year when I think about DUIs and the poor people that their mugshot is them in some kind of costume. Yeah. So you have, hey, it's Bob Barker uh-huh. uh, who, who's got you, the DUI. You went as
1: Bob Ross or you went <laughs> as... Tinky Winky from the Teletubbies. Exactly. And there you are in jail dressed as Tinky Winky. I've only spent one night in jail in my entire life, yeah. and I'm going to tell you what, I'm not cut out for it, man. I'm not cut out for it, so I yeah. decided to stay out of jail moving on from that. Our friends at Smart Start MN can help you do that very same thing. Yeah,
2: and we'll save you some extra dough. Uh Go to Brian Oak Show. No, go to SmartStartMN.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation. Of the ignition
1: interlock. Do you share even a sliver of my fascination with Halloween? I I love it. I mean, I for now it's mostly memories. Uh,
2: I had some great Halloweens growing up as a kid. I always loved creating my own costume yeah. uh, and, and doing that sort of thing. And then I would also dress up the front yard and make some kind
1: of a haunted
2: area and scare the, the kitties as they came to the door. And really? To, yeah, I
1: did all that stuff. Well, I went to a party on Saturday night and yeah. that, that's what they do every year except it takes them weeks to prepare. They put up an entire black Adam's Family-style fence all the way around their house, and then the number of corpses and things hanging from trees and spiders coming over the roof, and I love it so much. Halloween is one of my very, very, very favorites. But it's always important to set the mood. Like, when I walk up to that party, I like to see the spider coming over the house. They've got projectors inside their upstairs windows that show ghosts flying. They take it very seriously. Love it. And this is not a party... You're allowed to show up and be like, oh, I just didn't feel like dressed up this year. Fuck you. Get out of here. <laughs> go, put, go put a sheet over your head yep. and cut some eye something, anything. And people really get into it, and it's, it's one of my favorite times of the year. I don't know why, because I don't really like horror movies that much. I like some of them. Do you have, a, like, a favorite? Like a, was there ever a horror movie that wrecked you? Not, you know, I guess when I was a kid, I you know, the stuff like Friday the
2: 13th and all that scared me because I was 10. Yeah. You know, but the stuff that really scared me was stuff like The Shining, you know, which I don't, was that a, is that a horror movie really? Oh, by all means, okay, then, that's so the a Shining, horror movie. Here,
1: it's it, one of my favorite movies of all and time. And not
2: necessarily the ghosty hey. stuff in there, but just the fact, because I had a father and a stepfather, just the fact that maybe the old man, you're out in the middle of nowhere and the old man kind of loses it and kills everybody dad you'd never hurt me and mom would
1: you Oh. Oh Danny, no da- Red Rum. Is that a horror movie? Yes, it's <laughs> yeah. only a horror movie. Well, but not a campy one. It's one no, that no, no. like it scared I I, the absolute like shit out of me. The campy yeah. ones I can sit through, it's the yeah. real scary ones. Yes. For me, maybe it was growing up Catholic. The Exorcist fucked me. Yeah, I I up. couldn't even yeah. watch that till I was probably sixteen. I but. watched it probably twenty times oh. and it never gets less horrifying. Never. Even like the little scenes like where the the main the main priest is having a, a, a crisis of faith, and yes. he goes to the bar and sits down, and they have these giant steins of beer, <laughs> and he's like, I think I've lost my faith, and in the background, you can hear the uh, Almond Brothers, Lord, I was born a rambling man, <laughs> nice. like, but it just it adds to the terror, yep. but then the other one that really screwed me up, because I didn't see it coming, I thought, oh, Steven Spielberg's a cool guy. This will be a fun movie. Poltergeist? Oh, yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. That movie scared yeah, me so me too. badly. And I was at
2: an age where it was like, this could happen.
1: I mean, you know, whether it's, whether it's the creepy killer clown, yes. whether it's the skeletons coming up out of the yet as yet dug uh, swimming pool, the tree swallowing the boy whole, or that giant glowing monster at the end, man. I mean, I. I'm going to watch Poltergeist tonight. I just made up my mind, but right now we're going to hear some more Halloween music to keep you in the mood. And I like to set the mood with certain music. I've always been a fan of Halloween songs, and this isn't specifically a Halloween song, but it is a song about knowing what happens when the lights go out. Here's the Black Keys on The Brian Oak Show.
3: Something from the rest of us. He's all to himself. I think I know why. He took down the tire swing from the pepper tree. He has no children of his own, you see. He has no dog. He has no friends. And his lawn is dying. What about all those patches? He sends. What's he building in there? With that hook light on the stairs. What's he building in there? I'll tell you one thing, he's not building a playhouse for the children. What's he building in there? And what's that sound from underneath the door? Into a hardwood floor. And I swear to God, I heard someone moaning low. I keep seeing the blue light of a TV show. He has a router and a table saw. And you won't believe what Mr. Stitches saw. There's poison underneath the sink, of course. There's also enough formaldehyde to choke a horse. What's he building in there? What the hell is he building in there? I heard he has an ex-wife in some place called Mayor's Income, Tennessee. And he used to have a consulting business in Indonesia. But what's he building? He has no friends, but he gets a lot of mail. I'll bet he spent a little time in jail. I heard he was up on the roof last night, signaling with a flashlight. And what's that tune he's always whistling? What's he building in there?
1: Tom Waits has always been an interesting character, yeah. And in this particular case, when he put out Mule Variations, he wrote a terrifying record. And that particular thing right there is really more of a a play, really more of a one man act called "What's He Building in There?" We have a right to know, and it just it plays upon the fears that what that's what I like about Halloween: the unknown, the the mysterious, the what's he building in there, and the sort of paranoia that creeps up, and I like it when people are a little, that's my favorite thing about Halloween, when people are a little off base, when people are a little freaked out, and will I be wearing my horrifying demon costume when kids come to the door tonight to get candy? Oh, absolutely I will. I don't like to make children cry, but I do have a good track record of it. That was just so, so true right there. I mean, it's Halloween, man. I mean, I I don't want you to cry. Candy asses. But I'd be like, oh, (laughs) did you want candy? How far are you willing? Let me show you the basement vault where I keep the best candy. That's also where the puppies are. Please follow me. (laughs) <laughs> oh, right, that sounded way too creepy. That didn't must, it? yeah, we're going go to I'm going to go ahead and clip that out. No, <laughs> no, yet. no, I'll leave it. I'll it's leave it in there. man. It's it is. Halloween. I love it. That's Sean Bernard. My yeah. name is Brian Oak. We should also mention our latest sponsor Scott McKay, the mortgage guy at Edge Home Finance. Why is Scott worthy of calling at his phone number?
2: Well, he has been doing the mortgage thing for many, many years, which means he's been through it when the rates were up, when the rates were down, when the rates were in the middle, and people were panicking about rates, rates, rates. Uh, they have a program right now where they can buy, you can buy down the initial years of interest rates, yep. so you save thousands of dollars. And especially for those homes that are sitting in the market, you can actually ask the seller to make it a, a concession yep. to be able to do that. That way they get their house sold, which they, they really want done, and the first, uh, you know, initial years of your mortgage, you're going to pay a lot less than int- interest rates. So he's mm-hmm. a great guy to talk to about that. His NMLS number is three three two zero six eight. But the number that you need just to sit down and chat with him is 612-875-4338. Why don't I bring my reading glasses to the show?
1: I don't know. I, the way you looked at that, I was worried that I was going to have to come over and help old Pa over there. Well, how come, why don't you have reading glasses? So I'm 55 years old. I know you are. And my body is breaking down in every regard, yeah. top to bottom. When I, get of, <laughs> when, I, when I get out of bed in the morning, I, I shake like a skeleton. <laughs> like, I, I'm not joking. I, yeah. I'm like, what happened to me overnight? And then slowly, the blood starts to move again. The, breathe, the breathing starts to go. The one, the one thing on my body, sadly, that has not betrayed me yet is my eyes. That is kind of fascinating. Because, it's wild, man. So I had LASIK, and they did
2: tell me that your eyes might, you know, you might need uh, reading glasses or bifocals before. Sure, uh, But it's it's really at the point now where I'm not kidding anybody. I need to just have them with me. But you know what I refuse to do? I'm not going to be the chain around the neck glasses guy. I won't be that
1: guy. What about the cool ones that are magnetic and so they can just hang down and then no. you pop them together no. and put them on and you, you look like kind of a cool billionaire who just wanted to read the just, latest financial I, report? If I
2: ever have those in a sweater vest, I want you to punch me right directly in the solar plexus. I've
1: never <laughs> thrown a punch in my life, you and have. you are not going to be the first guy <laughs> okay. I punch That's right. never going to happen. That's Sean Bernard. I'm Brian Oak. It is our Halloween Shocktober spooktacular, something I like to do every year. And before we get to the next song, super quick question. I, the second we're done here, am leaving to replenish the candy supply, because of course, once again, I fucked up this year, and I bought it two weeks too early, and most of it's gone. 100 Grand Bars, man, and Butterfingers, Ooh. two of the greatest on the planet, and they come in these oh, giant bags. I love Butterfingers. But they go away so quickly. They do. So I have to get candy just in case any kids come by this evening, because uh, it is snowy, it is cold, it's weird, but you, as growing up, uh, when you were going door-to-door, when you were doing the trick-or-treat thing, favorite candy, all-time, period. I think it was... Heath bars, believe it or not. I no, no, I do believe it because Score is my single favorite candy yeah. bar on the planet. I liked whatever English that, toffee with yes, the chocolate over it. Yes. Yeah. No, that was English yeah, toffee. I in I still middle. will
2: occasionally rumble yeah. through DQ. For the Heath Blizzard.
1: That's the only... Bl- Actually, you know what? There are only two blizzards I did in there. <laughs> the Heath Blizzard and the Butterfinger Blizzard. It
2: just makes me so happy. Oh. I did
1: love Butterfinger, too. That was another good one. Sweet, sweet Halloween. We continue playing Halloween music for you to get in the mood on this particular Halloween. You've picked a song that I am not familiar with, and you told me it comes from the universe of Dr. Demento, who... I mean, without Dr. Demento, we n- neither of us have ever heard of Weird Al Yankovic, right? No, But then exactly. also Vice Vice versa, Dr. Demento got about an extra 10 years out of his career, thanks to Weird Al Yankovic, but there were a lot of weird, sort of sideways, bizarre songs that Dr. Demento would play. I've never heard of this one. I think my parents realized at this point that I was was a special kid. (laughs) Uh,
2: What kid at seven years old is listening to Dead Puppies? And it's a very morbid song, so...
1: It's Halloween, say, don't apologize for okay. it. Okay, let's just hear it because... Here's Dead Puppies on the Brian Oak show is what you say, Sean.
4: Dead puppies. Dead puppies. Dead puppies aren't much fun. They don't come when you call. They don't chase squirrels at all Dead puppies aren't much fun My puppy died late last fall He's still rotting in the hall Dead puppies aren't much says, puppies, days are through. She's going to throw him in the stew. Dead puppies aren't
5: must dream.
1: And that's the way that one ends, because they don't really do the song division too well on their yeah. particular record. So very good. And I'll admit, I had never heard that before just now. And I,
2: it's rare that a song, the very first time I hear it, grabs me that much. That's a fantastic song.
1: Jeff Magnum, uh, Monium, I can't remember exactly how you say his last name, M-A-G-N or N-G-U-M, was a guy who was around for a very brief period of time. He was part of the Elephant Six Collective. And, you know, so you got your apples in stereo. You got your uh, gerbil force. You got your elf power. You got everything. <laughs> it's not gerbil force, but it's close <laughs> to that. There, there is one that has gerbil in the name, and I can't think <laughs> of it. Force. But the the elephant, which is the name of my second productive know <laughs> exactly. side project. Um, they, no, they've, uh, Neutral Milk Hotel, there was some champion on the Internet the other day who was like, I don't know what the big deal is. I'm going to be honest, and I know that I'm giving to hyperbole, and I know that I'm giving to overstating things. But that record coming out in 1998, which, by the way, ha <laughs> ha, quick history check: 25 wow. years ago, um, that record was to that indie generation what the Violent Femmes was to my generation. Yeah. That, yeah. that debut self-titled Violent Femmes record, that was part of it. Like when you picked up your indie rock yeah. packet, you're like, yeah. what are you going for, sir? Are you going for Jock? Are you going for Popular Kid? Are you going for Indie Outsider Weirdo? Well, yep. oh, I'll take Indie Outsider Weirdo. And they give you your starter kit. The Violent Femmes was part of that at my age. That record is so good, and Jeff does such a good job of setting the story. It's about medical curiosities. It's called Two-Headed Boy. About, while well, like one of those little two-headed boys floating in a jar. Yes. And then he extrapolates and tells this incredible Victorian story of fantasy and horror right out of Edgar Allan Poe. It's They'll be lacing their fingers through the notches in your spine. And then he just keeps singing. Man, I'm telling you, that whole record in the Airplane Over the Sea is just absolutely a stunning, stunning record. My name is Brian Oak, and that's my friend Sean Bernard. Speaking of being my friend, he's also that. He also runs this fucking shit, because I, Lord knows I wouldn't be able to do it. But he's also a realtor for uh, Remax Results. And... When the snow hits the ground, I already know that when it starts to turn to, to autumn, people get a little itchy, right? They get a little weird, like, oh, now's not the time. I can't die." And then last night, we got an inch of snow here on Halloween. What does that do to your line of work? Well, it gets a little bit slower, but I don't think it's as slow
2: as people think it's going to be. Yeah. Um, if people, people are still selling. Well, and buying—if you you know—if you think about life, I mean, stuff happens, and you need to make a change. You're still going to move, you know. And it's just this is true. If you want to live in a house, you're going to buy a house. If you want to rent, you're going to rent. But uh, there's different reasons, and great reasons for either or, depending on your particular situation. But I have a lot of situations where people are going through some life uh, change, marriage, divorce, uh, parent is uh, maybe moving to assisted living, or just wants to live in a one level place. I. Just had one of those situations again. Um, lots of different reasons why people move, and it's funny that when the first snow hits, people think I'm not going outdoors again until April. Yeah. And after about two days, they go, "Man, I really miss the outdoors." And you get over it, and you do, you live your life. Right, it's exactly. Kind of yeah. well, you don't really have a choice. Exactly right. If you know of somebody looking to buy or sell, six one two eight five nine two five nine four. I don't need a portion of every buy and sell to an area musician or band and i gotta tell a very quick one for you but my go uncle, ahead I'm my, a, don't make it quick my we, uncle troy we can do whatever the fuck we want my uncle troy was driving along in halloween and there was a guy driving his car in a clown costume Jesus. and God. the guy literally cut him off <laughs> and they get up to the stoplight uh-huh. <laughs> My uncle troy motions for the guy to roll down his window and he looks at him and he goes Learn how to drive, you fucking clown. (laughs) And the guy was actually... He goes, I wasn't starting to start a fight. Then I started... He goes, then he just started laughing. Because he was like... It was like it was too... He's like, should I do this? Should I not do this? Thank you, God he
1: pulled the trigger. You man. have to do it because I'm sure the guy in the clown outfit's like, you, you know, you fucking clown. <laughs> Learn how like, to drive, oh, you fucking I, clown. And you know, that guy, I mean, getting dressed up like a clown doesn't take four minutes. I mean, that probably took him a while to get clown ready. Yeah, you know, you just
2: can always see the clown with the with the cigarette going, and you know. Did you ever see Shakes the
1: Clown with Bobcat oh, yeah. Twin? Yes. I yeah. mean, again. Scary in different ways other than Halloween. Yeah. That opening scene, though, with Florence Henderson. I've had dinner with
2: Bob Kett Goldthwait. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, as awkward as it is. And I was one of those where it was him, another comedian, and my uncle. Yeah. And uh, we're in Vegas, and I wasn't saying a word. Because you don't say anything when there's comedians at the table, because you're not going to out-funny them. Let them do their thing. But Bob finally looks at me and says, hey, what's your deal? I'm like, what do you mean? What's my deal? He goes, you got to have a funny story that you can tell us. And I told him the story of friends of mine, which I won't tell now because we don't have time. That's what we. Are. But he, the, he and the other comedian died laughing. They're like, dude, just because you're with comedians doesn't mean you can't have fun. He, he, they said you totally had that vibe. I go, yeah, I was doing the old, don't try to be funny, just don't try let him, to be let funny, them do their thing, laugh at their jokes, yeah, yeah. don't say a word. <laughs> <laughs> you're just here. And Bob Bobcat was just like, dude, you got to tell. And I had to tell him the. One of my favorite lines of all time from him was, he's at the U2 concert. Did you ever see this bit? I don't know. Because I'm at U2, and I'm there by myself, and it was just so great, and I'm just enjoying it, and I'm like, I'm uh, crying, it's, I'm so into it. And some guy, you know, walks up and nudges me on the shoulder and goes, I you that Bono gets a lot of puss.
1: <laughs> I just loved, loved that story. So uh, my, So, <laughs> since you've met him... Yeah. Bobcat his sort of signature thing was oh like, yeah, yeah, I, I got, got, got that. It, crack it, crack yeah, yeah. Was he doing that at the table or was No. was he talking like no, a and person? No, in fact later
2: in his career he let go of that. Thank Did God cuz I couldn't handle that. No, it wasn't great. But, <laughs> but, but yeah. You know,
6: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
1: But you know, it worked for him and you got to have dinner with him and he laughed at your story. Yeah, he was he was great. There That's were, very Halloweeny. That was a great night. What is the best Halloween costume you ever had?
2: The best and most controversial Halloween costume I ever had dun, was dun, dun, in dun. the seventh grade. Go on. I decided to go for some dumb reason. Oh, again, weird kid. Uh uh-huh. As a flasher, so I showed up to school. <laughs> I took a monopoly box, the white part of the monopoly, monopoly box, and I and I I literally was only wearing my tidy whiteies underneath the monopoly box, and I put censored on it, and I was only wearing tennis shoes, no shirt, no pants and it just like says a jacket just right? a jacket yeah wore that to school in arizona
1: and was sent home relatively quickly see when you said it was highly controversial i'm like jesus christ he went as hitler i or no, or no, no jesus I christ but you know i they did not find it funny i see that's especially what do you say seventh grade yeah seventh grade it's it, brilliant i thought it was fun it it's, it's super yeah. Halloween-y, but yeah. we can't have children that was exactly as flashers. Yeah. Um, I'm like, well, I'm wearing the overcoat. Yeah. You know? You can't see my pee-pee. <laughs>
3: exactly.
1: <laughs> and in seventh grade, you couldn't see it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's continue our annual Halloween Shocktober spooktacular <laughs> with the incomparable David Bowie. Scary monsters and super creeps on the Brian Oak Show.
7: The moon was high. I was walking along, holding hands with my guy, when all of a sudden his breath became quick. His eyes began flashing. These words fell from his lips. <sighs> Who takes your blood? Do a little walk, give a funny quiver, walk, on back, and give a little shiver, fly back in, and then begin to stop. Just like a shadow that's a voodoo walk. All the ghouls do it, it'll go through your head. Come do the voodoo walk, the dance of the dead.
1: I know nothing about that band. I know nothing about Sonny Richard or the girls he has singing with them, but his band was called The Panics. And there was a time from about the mid-50s until the late 60s where every act had to have a Halloween song, like novelty music yeah. became so yeah. wildly popular. Yeah. Monster Mash, obviously, being yes. the most famous example of that. But it set the tone. And so all these bands, pre-Monster Mash and after, were putting out Halloween songs, scary songs, you know, like The Cramps, their cover of Goo Goo Muck goes back 25 30 years earlier from when there came and it was this weird rockabilly nonsense but you know you it, it was popular enough that somebody was able to press a 45 and it got played and the cramps heard it and then turned it into one of the great halloween songs of all time my name is brian oak and that is sean it's our annual shocktober halloween spectacular, and i have a question for you hit me what is your favorite
2: costume of all time that I've done? Yeah. Oh, man. Like where you felt like it was creative, that people were like, holy shit, or that you just yourself were like, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. This is the boss. I got this two, the, I got two the of one. them.
1: I, I got two of them, and I okay. can't decide between them. When I was younger and had an actual full head of hair, yeah. I used to wear my hair very long. Yes. Long enough that I could put it into pigtails on the side. Yeah. Ra- put that pigtail through a bagel and wrap it around bagels. Yes. And then use a white silvery choir robe uh, and get a good laser gun. And <laughs> I went as Princess Leia about oh three my years God. in a row. And I, mean, and I was still young and fresh yeah. and thin then, didn't yeah. have a beard. And so, um, no, I was a killer Princess Leia. Uh, best couples costume ever with my wife was the white stripes. We both got the right wigs and we yes. looked freaking fantastic That's all in great. red and white. Um, but the the single greatest my friend Dave who painted that picture that i yes. look at every single time i see behind you yeah. perhaps the greatest halloween enthusiast that i know one year he helped me and i had several fittings for this costume <laughs> i went as robocop and he oh, literally yeah. built the entire costume from oh, scratch my gosh. all i mean it was all made out of foam and stuff but yeah. the shoulder pads the leg pads the gun the helmet with the red vi- it was it was absolutely unbelievable it was so good except The first year I wore it, uh, none of it was fastened properly, so it fell apart by about 1030. The next year, though, (laughs) he went back and put rivets through everything, and it held up like a beauty that year because, you know what? I get into Halloween. My costume's going to take a little wear and tear. I love it that you made it too,
2: that you didn't go buy it, you well, made
1: it. And there was one year that I did rent an expensive costume, yes. and it was great, and everyone loved it, yeah. and it was amazing. Unfortunately, it was too big to go inside the house, so luckily it was a mild year because I had to stay <laughs> outside the entire time. It was a giant alien overload, the huge oh head God. thing. Um, but the, the ones you make, man, I mean, that's, that's the whole origin of Halloween, right? It's why the Irish started carving turnips into scary faces because... They didn't want any demonic bullshit going on on Halloween. No, no, no. This is the day where the veil between this world and the next is the thinnest, so you have to scare them, and that's where jack-o'-lanterns come from, right? But they used to be just little carved, scary-faced turnips that Irish peasants would make, and it's grown into this worldwide phenomenon. Do you know that people are going to, between costumes and candy, especially with sugar prices worldwide being through the roof, Yes, people are going to spend more than, in America alone, more than six billion dollars on Halloween. Billion this year. dollars. Billion dollars That's this crazy. year. It's become the second highest, most profitable holiday of the year, which of course Christmas will not be beaten. And we will do a Christmas music special as yes. well. In fact, we'll have our special friend Dean Vicaro come by to join us. But we should wrap this up. I hope everyone has a wonderful Halloween. I hope you get occasional frights, maybe just one or two here or there. And we thank you very much for your support of this. I want to thank Smart Start MN. I want to thank Sean Bernard. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Thank very much to uh, Scott McKay, our mortgage guy, uh, with Edge Home Financial. Is that right? That's right. I'm trying, man. Ed- Edge Home Finance. Sorry. Yes. Um, also, AudioQuip. Man, they provide the, the literally without them, we are nothing. We wouldn't be able to do the show that we're doing right now. So thanks to them. If you have any audio needs, talk to our friends at AudioQuip. Nate and his whole crew are really, really good people. Uh, And thanks to everybody who's ever listened, supported, amplified, uh, Patreon members, all of you. Thank you very much. I hope you have a happy Halloween. We're going to leave with one song here. Now, you've seen the film The Nightmare Before Christmas, right? Yes. Tim Burton. Yeah, exactly. It's it's both a Halloween and a Christmas movie at the same time because Jack Skellington discovers Christmas world, and what's this? What's this? And Danny Elfman, who has been making music for films yes. since you and I were teenagers, mm-hmm. he was in Oingo Boingo. In fact, one of the very popular Halloween-themed songs that people I put on that. their playlist every year. Dead Man's Party. Dead Man's Party, yep. exactly. Yep. He was the main guy in Oingo Boingo, and then suddenly became, next to John Williams, probably the most successful, large, major motion picture mu- music producer Since that time, I mean, he he continues to do it and he really outdid himself on The Nightmare Before Christmas. And then people love that movie so much. It's my daughter's favorite film of all time that everyone came along and did covers because it's a musical and they did songs all the way through it and these people all do incredible covers it's called nightmare revisited highly recommended for those of you who enjoy the movie at all and the main theme this is halloween was redone by marilyn manson i know he's a controversial figure i know a lot of people think he's dumb stupid whatever (laughs) i fucking love marilyn manson i'm just i'm going on record to say it and all you have to do is listen to his take on this whether or not you like him the man's a true believer his His love of Halloween and all things spooky come all the way through on this final cover here, a back cover, if you will, on our annual Halloween Shocktober spooktacular Marilyn Manson with his take on this is Halloween to wrap up the Brian Oak Show.